0: I want to give you a couple of definitions about think based upon the text. First, to have an opinion or a personal view about something. And contextually, the scribes had an opinion, a personal view in reference to what Jesus said to the paralytic. Second definition of of think... Is to make a mental choice. They not only form a personal opinion about what Jesus spoke to the paralytic. But mentally they chose to believe that what he said was evil. You hear me? They chose to believe that what he said was evil. How many times have have we as, as people had a personal opinion about something or somebody? And chose to believe our opinion. sometimes we we have a a personal opinion and and choose to believe it and and the only thing we have to go with it is a feeling. (laughs) You, You ever felt something so strong that you tried to make it right even though you couldn't really validate it? You, you allow your feelings to be more powerful than being led by the Holy Spirit. And you have folks that, 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 that if they feel something, the Holy Spirit can, can remind them of what they have been taught, of what they have heard in reference to the Word, But because that feeling within them is so strong, they still choose to believe what they feel. I know what Pastor said, but I just feel something different in my spirit. Got to drop a few scriptures on you in reference to that because it's important that we never allow our thinking to mess us up. I said it's important that we never allow our thinking to mess us up. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 8. Let's start that. First Corinthians the, the eighth chapter. How many gonna stay with me? First Corinthians the eighth chapter. Verse two. I don't need y'all to fake on me now. Don't play that you in 1 Corinthians and you're not because I need you to really see these things. Because some of y'all are looking at me and you ain't turning. I know you ain't got there yet. Come on now. 1 Corinthians 8 and 2. Notice this. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing. Notice clarification. Yet as he ought to know. How many can agree with me that that, uh, I'm not omniscient and you're not omniscient? Or breaking it down, you don't know everything and I don't know everything. But how many can also agree with me that sometimes we act like we know everything? I'm telling you what I know. But you don't know everything. On your best day, you don't know everything. Look, I graduated cum laude. I don't care if you graduated summa cum laude. I don't care how good your memory is. You don't know everything. There's only one person that knows everything. Will you tell me his name? This is a powerful verse right here. It's a wake-up call to all of us. Look at it one more time. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought. To know. God has given me revelation on a scripture. But, but a year can go by. He'll take me back to that same scripture. And give me more revelation. And sometimes I'll be like. Lord I didn't see that in that scripture right there. And he let me know. That's because you don't know what you think you know. The only one that knows all. Is our Jesus. Let's give our Jesus a hand for knowing everything. But we got to go further. Turn the page. First Corinthians 10. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? Verse 12. Therefore. First Corinthians 10 and 12. Therefore let him who thinks he stands. Take heed. Lest he fall. Don't ever get comfortable. And think you were, you are were specifically where you need to be. And there's no way anything can move you from that look at the verse again therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed why us he fall yeah you, you, can, you, can, you can be thinking that you own the mountain Only for a molehill to bring you down. You have to be to the point to where you never think of yourself as Jesus, the solid rock. The only one that can't fall. Let's go further. Woo, let's go further. Let's go to the book of Galatians. It's going to seem like a Sunday morning Bible study. But just stay with me. Now this is this really going to really hit hard. Galatians 6 and verse 3. And he's talking to the church. He says, "For if anyone thinks himself to be something. When he is nothing. He deceives himself. How many going to help me? I said, how many going to help me? I'm asking if you're going to help me because I need your help. You going to help me? And somebody, have you ever messed up yourself? Look at this verse one more time. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is, he deceives who? You can look at yourself in the mirror and, and and, and see what you really don't see. Or not see all that you need to see. You, you know, sometimes we can point the finger, but before we point any finger, we need to look at ourselves. Before you shift the blame, you need to look at your. And sometimes when you look at yourself, you, you you reach the conclusion, it's not my brother. Not my sister. It's me, Lord. It's me. I'm probably the only one I ever ever did this before. I just knew I was right. And, and then when all was said and done, I was just as wrong. Woo! Have you ever just felt like you were right? But when everything was put on the table, you were wrong. <laughs> as I say, as three left shoes. <laughs> you can't get them shoes on your feet. You done tried to. I see it's a spell over there. It's, le- it's a left-footed shoe too. Let's go back to Matthew. When you consider the text. A good thing had happened. Jesus had spoke a word. To a man that couldn't even get out the bed. He didn't lay not one hand. He just spoke the word. And what caused him. To speak a word of faith was not even the man that was on the bed it was the people that were on one accord in bringing the man to Jesus and trusting that God could heal him and Jesus got stirred when he seen their faith faith moves Jesus I don't know what's going on with you right now. My question to you, do you still believe God's word? If you believe God's word, your situation can change. If you interceding for somebody, if you believe God's word, that person's situation can change. God rewards faith. God causes your belief in what he said, written and revealed. To manifest miracles, to cause great, mighty, or awesome things to take place. Faith, faith is powerful. Faith equates belief. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. Yeah, they may be done, gave up, but if you can just believe that what, what 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 needs to be done can be done, all things are possible. You ever read Hebrews 13 and 8? It says Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Faith still moves him. Faith still causes the Lord to do the impossible. And he does the impossible most of the time in scripture just by speaking. That's all it takes. Speaking. That tongue that's used the right way, will cause life to a dead situation. Ooh, yes, it will. It'll cause life to come to a dead situation. Man, even before Jesus started speaking the word, uh, Solomon in Proverbs 18 and 21 said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Then he said, and he who loves or uses the tongue shall eat his fruit. If you just keep saying God going to do it and and, and you have the faith of the trust to hold on despite the battles you go through, God going to manifest what he promised. I say God going to manifest what he promised. All of the promises of God in him are and to his glory. And so when Jesus saw their faith he spoke. He spoke a healing. He spoke deliverance because of their, their faith. And of course, what he spoke came to pass. He spoke the word, then told the man get up and go to the house. He had to be carried to the service. But when he left the service, he left on his own. Somebody gonna leave different today. I don't care how you came. If you'll just listen to the word and allow it to work on your situation, whether it's your body, your mind, somebody say believe Jesus and not leave the same way you came." say that to somebody else believe Jesus and not leave the same way you came. Uh, 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 in scripture that, that was some people Jesus would speak speak the word and when they got back home the situation was completely changed That's what I'm believing today I'm believing when I get to the house Something that I've been praying about When I get to the house It's going to be totally You may have something going on in your body If you'll just receive right now That God gonna Give you what you need In your body And when you go back to the doctor It's going to be oh if you believe that tell somebody i believe god is doing something for me right now i believe he's turning a situation around right now i believe god is moving mightily on my behalf right now i'm interceding for my husband i'm interceding for my children i'm interceding for somebody else and i believe god is moving on my behalf right I might as well turn in victory. That thing gonna be worked out when I get back to the house. So I'm just gonna go ahead and get my victory turned in. I'm gonna go ahead and get my praise on right now, if you don't mind, because I say to your neighbor is so right now. I love how the man responded now, now again Jesus looked at their faith but faith is contagious he, didn't look, he couldn't look at his faith when they brought him there but when he spoke that word the same faith they had, had and got a hold to him. Why? He took up that bed and he went to the house. You got to believe that God can change your situation. And it ain't going to take one hand laid on you. It ain't going to take one needle stuck in your arm, and your knee, and your foot. It's going to take. You believe in his word. Moses said if God said it. It is so. Why? He's not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. He speaks it. He speaks it and it comes to pass. That's the the reason the enemy tries his best to steal your rhema. Remember that rhema you got seven months ago when God told you he was going to turn everything completely around. Remember how big of an attack you had right after you got that word. The enemy, he will come at you trying to steal the word of God out of your heart so you won't get your salvation. You ought to make up in your mind today God that gave me a word and I'm not going to let anything or anybody especially the enemy take it away from me. I am healed. I am delivered. I am free. I am going to prosper. My situation is going to change for the better. God is going to send financial help from the north, south, east, west. He's going to do exceeding abundantly above what I Think of what I have asked him to do. Look at somebody say, hold on to that. And and I can imagine the ones that brought the man to the service. They were happy because they know he done got the word now. It's, It's well now. But but isn't it amazing that that in the midst of goods (laughs) you got negative folk. Pessimistic folk. In the midst of God blessing you with your heart's desire you got a negative cousin that's upset about In the midst of God turning things around for you. And everybody around you clapping. You got one person that's still looking mad. That's amazing, ain't it? That even happens in the church. God be blessing folks and, and folks celebrating happy because they obeying the scripture. Rejoice with those who rejoice. But then you got this You got this one person that I hope she keep it. <laughs> She already thought she was something. Oh God. She showed up gonna be acting crazy now. And, and, and get this. They, they won't say it to your face. It, it, they just be thinking it on the inside of them. And, and they be looking so mean because you done got your blessing. And then when they then you look around, you see everybody just just celebrating and then when you look at them and you stare at them, then they try to change and they put a little smile on their face. And, And so Jesus... He knew it was a time to be celebrating, to be happy because better had dropped. He came on the bed, a situation of worse, but when the word came forth, better manifested. You know when he, when he took up that bed and started going to the house, they probably had, had an eruption happen. Yeah, right. Folk got to celebrating. Folk got to turning in victory. Now, this just me. This just, is this just my mind now. Of course, you know, you're happy when you see folk get blessed. Yeah. <laughs> but, but after he spoke the word and, and the miracle is manifesting. The focus changes from the ones that brought the paralytic and the paralytic to folk that are called scribes. You you, got to really understand this. These are folk. That studied the scripture. Folk that could take you back. In time. And talk about the scripture. As if it was a story. And give you complete detail. Bottom line they knew the word. They knew the written word. Their only problem was. The revealed word. Some folk understand the written word, but, but, but they just have a problem with the revealed word. Some of us like that. We, 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 we know the written word, but then when God gives a revelation from the written word, Which the Bible deems as a revealed word, some folks just have a problem with it. But see, the Scripture is clear: God gonna give revelation. Amos three and seven said, "Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless He reveals." Give revelation to who? His servants. The prophets. Who are the prophets? The ones that have the mind of God and don't have motives in mind. And they speak what God has put into their mind, has put into their being. That reveal word. They had a problem with him telling the man that he was going to be okay. Get up and go to your house. They had a problem with that. You'll be surprised, folk, who have a problem when, when, when you tell folk, look, God going to give you better. How he going to get her better? Pastor must not know she on a fixed income. She can't get no better. She's she going to be on that fixer and come the rest of her life. See, folk that talk like that don't recognize God is a miracle worker. Get, I, I got to tell y'all something that you know, but I got to remind you. God makes stuff from dust. I didn't say dirt. Dust. You know, you can have a pile of dirt, but, but when you blow on that dirt, you see stuff that just go up in there. That, that's what you call yes. dust. God created man from yes. dust. Yes. If he's still creator, he can, he can make something work out from you from something as simple as dust. I never forget, I, I, I said, how in the world are you going to do all what you're telling me you're going to do, Lord? And, and the church paid me $25 a week, and and, and my hustle sometimes is, is, is less than $100 a week. <laughs> Lord, you know I do good if I'm the 125 man a week. And you're talking about you're going to do something that's way beyond 125 <laughs> I never forget when God dropped into me. I'm God. I am God. What does that mean? He can do anything save fear. I like what he told Sarah. What he asked Sarah. Is there anything too hard for me? We got some, we got some Sarah minded folk in here. You need to ask somebody. Do you think there's anything too hard for God? So God will tell you some crazy stuff. Say in night 90s, God said you're gonna have a baby. Me? <laughs> you know everything. Cut off. And even if it wasn't cut off, you know how Abe is. Say to your neighbor, God, take dead situations again. And he calls his life to come forth. There's some folk in here this morning, you're going to get your miracle. All you got to do is believe what God is telling me to speak. You got to believe that your debt situation, God can turn it completely around. You've got to believe that what's going on on the inside of you that doctors say can't change. That if God just put his finger, if he just put just a little of his finger on you, he'll change your situation completely around. Why is that? Because can't. Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus Y'all better help me preach that to somebody Tell them can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Some of y'all didn't get a habit You must not want a miracle when you preach to somebody else and tell them can't Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus discerned what folk who knew the word were thinking. They knew the word. Why? Are you thinking evil in your heart? You know the word. Now you're thinking evil in your heart. I have prayed for folks and I couldn't discern they didn't believe it. Right here at the altar. In, in my mind, why you come up here? Don't be wasting my virtue, my energy if you ain't going to believe it. I be praying that a miracle gonna happen on Sunday. I fast so miracles can happen during the week. I be praying for a word that when I release it, it's gonna change somebody's life for the better. I don't need you coming to the church and you not believing that God gonna move on your behalf. God not gonna turn your situation around. I ain't never confronted you the way Jesus confronted the folks in the text. Why? Are you thinking evil in your heart? When COVID came, God didn't change his mind about better. Hold on, because you might not like what I'm finna say. But you had folk. I could discern. Why pastor still teaching on better. And COVID here. COVID didn't become God. God is still God. Situations don't make God change his mind. Israel had, had, had the audacity. To try to think that they could understand what God felt about them. And God had to tell them, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. I don't have thoughts of bad toward you. I have thoughts of pleasure. I have faults of prosperity. See what was happening. They got to looking at their situation and they were thinking that God didn't care. Don't we do that? Sometimes we get to look at, at our situation and we done prayed and ain't nothing done changed. We, well, maybe God just don't want me to have. Why he say he wanted you to have it if he don't want you to have? You are just looking at your situation. And he done told you point blank. You can't walk by sight. You can't do that. You have to have faith in his word. Again, back to the text. Why are you thinking evil in your hearts? I got to show you something real quick. Y'all, hold on. I'm almost done. Go with me to Psalm 52. Lord, help us. Psalm 52. Y'all good people. Y'all, Lord, y'all, y'all good people. But sometimes good people just think the wrong thing. Consider Psalm 52. We'll start at verse 1. Remember they were thinking evil in their, in their hearts. Psalm 52, we'll start at verse 1. The question is there, why do you boast in evil? I've heard folks, they, they go pray with folks, and, and after they done prayed for how how's she doing? She ain't doing good. It's just a matter of time. It's, it's, she, but then you just pray, yeah, but she ain't doing good. Well, why are you going there and pray? They will boast or boldly praise evil. And the question is that, why do you boast in evil? Get this, almighty oh, man. I love I love what he says to the person that's boasting and evil. The goodness of God endures. How long? Then he said, your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. And then he drops this on him. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. And then he pauses on him. Selah. You can't love evil more than you love good. You can't think that the devil is going to do better than your God. Sometimes the enemy will will play with our mind and and, and try to get us to just think on how bad going to happen or the situation going to turn out. But you can't allow the enemy to dictate, influence, or control your mind. When the enemy is trying to get you to believe that which is in contrast to God's will, you fight. You fight. You fight and you start putting into action Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. You got to fight what the enemy is trying to get you to believe. Never boast in evil. And I I never understood how folk would go to the hospital and see how folks do it and and then they come out of there like she ain't no good. She ain't no good. But I, I, I knew I needed to come down but I didn't know it was like that she ain't. As a Christian you can never you can never allow what you see to lead you. You are given the Holy Spirit. It's a different thing if you go see somebody and the Lord and the Lord speaks to you and say, "I'm getting ready to take her." You celebrate that. You celebrate if God is getting ready to take that person from this earth. But to look at a situation and start speaking doubt—that's demonic. We walk by, not by, and that's faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things, not for by it. The elders obtain what a good testimony. Testimonies come forth when you trust God is going to do what it does not look like can be done. I said, well, you trust that God is going to do what it does not look like can be done. So, some of us, we have no reason to doubt. I, I hope you saved some of your pictures before you got saved. <laughs> Especially some of them pictures you took at the club. When you really didn't know how bad you were looking that night but you decided you, you were going to take a picture that night whatever you start down you need to go back to that picture look at them look at them bloodshot eyes you had hair going every way but the right way And then get you a modern picture and just hold them and you will say, good God, that used to be me. (laughs) Anytime you doubt that God is a God of miracles, take a look at how you used to be. Say to your neighbor, I know he's a miracle worker. (laughs) Because I am a miracle. They knew the word, but yet they allow evil, thinking to get in there in their heart. I'm closing with this. Saints do the same thing. Some of us do the same, same thing. The church has become so opinionated having their own personal views to where it outweighs the leading of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit can can tell you something indirectly But you have to wait to see how you feel before you do something. You have to wait on your personal feeling. That's not God. The church is supposed to move as a unit. We are supposed to be on the same page and are supposed to move as Jesus moves he moves the pastor moves leadership moves then laity moves and everything is in line with two things the written and revealed word We can never get to the point to where we are like the scribes and allow evil thinking to become a part of our makeup. You start thinking evil about your brother or sister without just cause. That's wrong. I say that's wrong. Even about yourself, that's wrong. I'm going to have to drop some stuff on you. I said I'm going to have to drop some stuff on you. In my clothes. Y'all ready? Psalm 97. Let the dropping begin. (laughs) No, because I I need you to see this. I told you it's going to be just like a Bible study this morning. Psalm 97 and 10. Ready? Now you ain't even talking back to me now. (laughs) Psalm 97 and 10. You who love the Lord. Next two words. Help me. I want you to do it boldly after I read it this time. You who love the Lord. You gotta hate it. You gotta hate evil. You got to dislike evil. You got to detest evil. And and some things you hate, you don't even want to be around. If your mama done cooked a good meal, but she got one thing that she done cooked that you hate, and it's in a pot with the lid on it, but she done told you, look, that in that... In that red pot, them rutabagas. And I know you don't like rutabagas. And if you hate rutabagas, guess what? You ain't even going to lift up the pot. You're going to lift up every other pot, but she done already told you, hey, that red pot, that's what you don't like. You ain't even going to lift it up. You hate it. When you hate something, you don't hang around it. You don't deal with it. And notice this, this can be took as a choice. Notice the implication. You who love the Lord hate evil. You who love the Lord, leave that brown look alone. When I didn't love the Lord, I love that brown look. Y'all ain't been saved all y'all life. Well, if y'all have been saved y'all whole life, prove it. Y'all know y'all ain't been saved y'all whole life. Is it something you used to love that you know you can't love no more over here? What about right here? When you love the Lord, you automatically have to start hating other stuff. Yes, you do. There's no way you can continue doing certain things if you truly love the Lord. Am I right? It's certain things I didn't even have to read the scripture to know I needed to stop doing because I was in love with them things. I I know, well, I ain't going to be to hang with uh, so-and-so no more (laughs) since I ain't got to say because all he liked to do is get so me and him, we done. We can, hey, see you later, but we done because only thing me and him had in common was getting high. And your Friday night special, you, it ain't special no more. Why? Because you love the Lord. So you had to counsel your Friday night special. The women, like, <laughs> can we go further? Let's go to Psalm 112. I'm getting ready to close. Y'all, all right? Psalm 112. Verse 7. This is very powerful. He will not be afraid. Get this. Of evil tidings or news. His heart is steadfast trusting in the Lord. When you really trust God, you are not going to allow evil, notice tidings, or news to control you. Not going to allow it to cause you to fear. So if you're not going to allow it to cause you to fear, that means you're not going to be like the scribes. You're not going to allow it to get in your heart. You have to be to the point to where, again, you hate evil. And when evil tries to come to become a part of your makeup in the form of news, you're not going to allow it to happen. Your mama, pastor, she just died. That's what the doctor said. I am so sorry. Your mama just died. He tried to make it like it was the most sorrowful news he could bring to a family. Because I, I know one thing he was doing his job, but he, he, he didn't understand or look at it like, I looked at it. And I said to him, I'll never forget this. Well, praise the Lord. God must have seen fit to take her. I say because my mama always believed, Hebrews 9 and 27, what it is once appointed for a person to die and then the judgment. See, you, you can, you can, when, when news comes, you have to have words so in you to where you understand perfectly what happens. Will human emotions come? Yeah. I miss mama right today. Her birthday was last week. I thought about her birthday and I said I'm going to go to her house and I'm going to trim all her hedges like I used to do on her birthday and cut her. I cut her grass anyway. but you know. I said I'm going to go and fix her up like I normally fix. Yeah, I missed her. But I was so happy when God said, time to go, Sarah. Time to go. Because evil, because folks would try to make what is good seem evil. There are certain things from a worldly standpoint that they look at as evil, but as a Christian, you should consider good. You still all right? My last scripture. Let's go to Psalm 121. Well, seem like the reverend taking us from one scripture to another. <laughs> yeah, and that's the reason I told you it's going to seem like Bible study. This is, this is a good scripture right here. Psalm 121 and 7. Ready? The Lord shall shall connotes what you need to understand that before we go any further shall connotes a promise the Lord shall preserve you his children from how much evil he shall preserve your soul God will protect you from all evil it don't matter what it is he'll protect you get this That does not mean he is not going to allow evil to attack you or come against you. If if you ever get the time, read the first three chapters of Job at least eight times. Read one, two, three, and then go back. One, two, three, then go back. One, two, three, and every time you read do it eight times, new beginning, those, those first three chapters. And every time you read it, you'll see something that you need because it's very significant in understanding why God allows evil to come against you But also how even though he allows it to come against you, it can only do what he has allowed it to do. No more. You got to know even when evil comes that that thing can do no more than what God has allowed it to do. It'll get on your last nerve. You'll want it to go. And you'll see all this in Job. You'll want it to go. You'll start wondering what's going on. But you got to understand one thing. When evil comes against you as a child of God. Because God is sovereign or in control of everything. If he allows it to come. It can never do more than he permits. Never. I don't, care what it, I don't care if it's heart attack, cancer, or whatever. It can never do more than what he allows. I'm talking to children of God that walk in the Word. If you're walking in the Word, if something attacks you, it will never be able to do no more than what God allows. And that's what you see in Job. You see all that Job went through, and, and you understand the Bible historically, There were many things that Job went through that that when you look at normal people, some would have had a nervous breakdown. Some would have committed suicide. Some would have died because of the sickness and the symptoms that he went through. God allowed all this to happen. But he stuck with what he told Satan. He said, look, you can do this, that, and the other, but you cannot touch his soul. You can't do it. You can't, you can't completely kill him. And you can't do what I have told you cannot be done. He wouldn't allow him to kill him. You know Satan want to kill you. Because now you can't kill him. Why? He had to keep Job around for us. Why? Because when you look at all he went through in the first three chapters, especially, and then you go to Joel 42 and see how God caused his captivity, his troubles to end. And this is how he ended it. This is my description as a fairy tale, a fairy tale ending. But I'm saying, and God turned the captivity of Job, gave him twice as much as he already had. Get this. Gave him twice as much as he already had. What he had, he lost practically everything. It didn't say that he had to go back to raising this, that, and the other. God gave him twice as much as he already had. And friends who had talked about him, God put on their heart to come by and give him a piece of gold. Gave him back daughters. Gave him back children. He restored everything, even though he allowed evil to come against him. But the thing is, when when God is doing good for you, never allow your focus or your mindset to be on evil. And I'm done. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.